a reading from the book of Sirach. And now, bless the God of all, who has done wondrous things on earth, who fosters people's growth from their mother's womb and fashions them according to his will. May he grant you joy of heart and may peace abide among you. May his goodness toward us endure in Israel to deliver us in our days. The word of the Lord. reading from the first book of Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that in him you were enriched in every way with all discourse and all knowledge, as the testimony to Christ has confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift. As you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, he will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you were called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord.
My brothers and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Is none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go, for your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. And how are you? Blessed indeed on this Thanksgiving day. And so we hear the same gospel every year on Thanksgiving. We heard the gospel again uh, last Thursday, if you go to daily mass. And the gospel is about the ten lepers. And we always sit there and we judge the poor nine other lepers because those pagans couldn't even come back and say thank you. But I think we have to always first examine our conscience and think that we're sometimes, a lot of times, those nine lepers. Because we focus on what we don't have. We focus on, you know, what we, you know, I'm not a blessed person or whatever it is. I have to stay focused on myself and what I don't get. Which comes from originally the devil, that's the way he got Adam and Eve, right? Remember what God says to them in the garden? You can have anything you want. Take any tree you want. Eat anything you want. Except the one. Huh? And so what does the devil do? Instead of them focusing on the goodness of God and how generous he was with them and how good he was with them, the devil comes and picks and says, huh, real generous, huh? Huh? Loves you a lot, huh? Well, if he did, why doesn't he give you, let you have this? Yeah, why doesn't God let me have that? And so they could have everything. And yet they obsessed over the one thing they couldn't have. Now, sometimes, especially in America, nowhere else, I'm sure, but we always focus on what we don't have, though we are all very, very, very blessed. I was listening to a fantastic uh, book uh, called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I encourage you to get the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, that none of us have ever done anything good when we're in a hurry, and that's my life. Hurry, hurry, hurry. So it's a fantastic book, but they do a, a thing in there. The guy talks about how everyone here, are the, we are the richest in the world. You know, if you have a car, if you have food every day, we are in the top 1% of the world because there's a lot of people don't even have running water yet. And yet we forget that. We're always looking about what I don't have, always looking about all the things I should have. And, you know, this one's more blessed than me. And we're looking at this prosperity gospel that if I was really blessed by God, then I would have all this stuff. And that's not true at all. It's a temptation from the evil one. Look at all the stuff you don't have. And so we got to transform that, and we got to be these people who are grateful people. 
And so how do we do that? How do I become more grateful? Well, again, it begins with beginning with how we are with other people. That we're very simply people, a people of gratitude. We say thank you to people. Huh? That, you know, again, when I was uh, being brought up, we were always taught if you got something, you send a letter of thank you. You know, I always did that my whole life. Now, the year my mother and that died and my sister died, I wasn't good about that because I became self-obsessed. You know, focused on my pain, focused on how I was feeling, not focused on the gratitude and the generosity of others. And again, in our daily life, we got to sit there and think that. Am I a person that focuses on my pain and what I don't have? Or am I a person who focuses on how generous and good people are to me? Do I say thank you for that? Do I write letters of gratitude? You know, I read a book a couple years ago about this man who decided that every day for a year, he was going to write a letter of gratitude to somebody else. And he, everybody... You know, not just the people in his life, the people that delivered him mail every day, the people that took care of his car. Every day he would write a letter of thank you to somebody. And he wrote a whole book about it, how it transformed his life. Just by something as simple as saying thank you to others and then writing letters. And again, some of these they talk about, I don't know, is the millennial generation? I don't know. Is there any millennials here? Yeah, not in church. Anyway, so, but not to be people who aren't filled with gratitude that don't write these letters anymore. I was with a priest once who never wrote a letter of uh, thank you. Never, never, never. He said, I'll put it in the bulletin. Well, that's good. But all these people took time to get you something. Yeah, but I don't have the time for that. Well, of course you have the time for that. We all have the time for that. It's just whether we're grateful people or not grateful people. Huh? So again, think about our lives. Are we people that say thank you to others and do we say, do we write those old, old things called thank you notes? Remember those things? The older people all have them. <laughs> the rest of them, you might not. But it's a good thing. I love, like for Christmas, when we sit there and we give the $10 to all the altar servers, the kids that sit there and write, you can tell they didn't do it. Their parents made them write them a letter, me, me a letter. But what a great thing to start teaching children. To be people of gratitude instead of I want more, I want, I want, what don't I have, what can I get? What, a bit of what you do have, to be people of gratitude, to say thank you. So then it comes to the time in our prayer. Now, for the new year, I'm going to give you a heads up of what we're going to be doing when Advent starts. And we're going to have to start every day writing five things we're grateful for beginning the new year. It takes 66 days, not 21 as some people have said, 66 days to start a new habit in your life, doing something for 66 days. We don't have 66 days in Advent, but it's a good way to start, that we begin every day with a gratitude thing of five things we're grateful for. And we change it every day instead of this five, I'm alive, Jesus died for me. Okay, we get all that stuff. But, like this morning as I was praying, I'm looking out the window, and because the Blessed Sacrament's right in my window upstairs, and I'm looking out and these birds come flying over. And I was so like, that's nice to see these birds every day, to sit there and see birds outside and be grateful to God. So to start writing down every day, to start your day in gratitude instead of starting your day in what I don't have today. You know, when it comes to our prayer, that remember when Paul says, petition, give to God your petitions, but he always says, 
in Thanksgiving or with Thanksgiving. Again, as I've told you, Mother Teresa, she had her mini novena, right? And so every time she prayed the mini novena, she would say 10 memorares. And remember the most gracious Virgin Mary, remember that? And then she'd say nine for the novena and one immediately in Thanksgiving for God answering her prayer. See, what that takes is faith. Don't you get it? Do you see what happens today when the one leper comes back? Jesus says what to him? Your faith has healed you. You see what goes hand in hand here? Faith and gratitude go hand in hand. So when we have people of faith, when we pray, we thank God immediately for hearing our prayer, for answering our prayer, instead of like, oh, I don't know, I hope I get it. That we just become these people of gratitude. So today, the God of the universe reminds us every year by telling us this story. And he tells us the story about the nine and the one. We almost always focus on the one and say, That's me. Instead of focusing on, yeah, sometimes I'm the nine. Sometimes I'm not a person of gratitude. Sometimes I don't thank others. Sometimes I don't thank God. And it's time that we change. And not just for Thanksgiving Day, but all the days of our life. You got to do things to make this happen. He had to leave and run back to Jesus. We need to stop our lives and run back to Jesus and say, thank you. Help me be a grateful person every day, not just Thanksgiving Day. You got it? You get it? You're going to do it? May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.